Hello and welcome to yet another episode of Candela. I'm Alan Shannon. I'm joined by my buddy and filmmaker extraordinaire, Christopher Hooden. Hi, Chris. Your intros always crack me up. I never know which voice is going to come out. I know. It's, this <laughs> Hello. Is, so I received a, I think it was a comment a few day, a couple of days ago that suggested, why didn't we do an episode on shooting strangers, which sounds rather ominous, but how to overcome the fear of taking pictures of people candidly. Yeah. And um, I thought, yeah, that, that is a good idea. And we get a lot of good ideas in actually for idea for concepts for episodes from listeners. So yeah, thank you guys for those. Indeed. Thank you. And, and feel free to, to keep, you know, sending us ideas. And as, as this demonstrates, we actually do some of them. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So, so this one, it, it's a topic that's really discussed a lot. And I, and I get asked this question all the time. It's probably one of the the main ones after why do you shoot in black and white and what camera do you use is how do you shoot strangers so close and I I, I didn't just pick up a camera and and begin shooting people like this and feeling comfortable particularly on places like Lo the London Underground which is a extremely difficult environment to shoot people in because it's so confined and you can't escape <laughs> and it's must have been um a bit of a baptism of fire right because that was the first stuff you did was on the tube right so you were immediately it was to... and and but i i did other stuff as well and and the, the you know shooting on somewhere like the new york Met subway or the or the london underground is about as tricky as you can get so i i i definitely had the fear and the fear of upsetting someone i suppose is what it was i wasn't afraid of being physically uh, accosted but i'm fortunate i'm six foot three man but i you know i've i've met and spoken to many female photographers who said that they do actually feel physically like you know in danger sometimes when they're shooting mm. street which is uh, a real thing to consider understandable yeah but i've always thought that women probably get a slightly better break in some circumstances like i think i think i think mo you know most men would rather be have, have a candid picture of them taken by a woman than by a man to be honest as would a woman <laughs> wonder where you're going with as, that. as would a woman <laughs> <laughs> it's definitely something to consider and um so the, the the main advice that that i give people is just to uh to go somewhere very public uh where people are expecting to see cameras somewhere like an art gallery or Let's take London, for example, uh, somewhere like the South Bank or Piccadilly Circus or somewhere like that, where even when you have your camera out, people don't really think that, you know, even if you're pointing it at them two meters away from their face, at their face, they still don't, they'll assume that you're taking a picture of something behind them nine times out of 10. And it can get you feeling a lot more relaxed about things as well. And you see people's reactions and it and I mean, in my experience, ninety nine point nine percent of the time, if you're if you're taking the picture properly, uh, which I'll go into more in a minute, uh, people are very very either non non fussed at all, or they're or they're just mildly inconvenienced, but then just get about their day three seconds later, and and it's as big a deal as that. <laughs> yeah, do you reckon in those early days you ever took a portrait because you didn't you you kind of you went for speaking to them and then taking their, their portrait rather than shooting them candid just because it seemed a bit easier and less sort of scary at the time or yeah absolutely man. so i i actually set myself this weird project which i did for a few months which was to talk to 10 strangers a day 
and not even to necessarily shoot them but just to talk mm. uh, and and often i did and and it was just to overcome the fear of my fellow londoner um you know we we, we all have a, a kind of uh what do they call it resting bitch face you know sometimes i catch a glance of myself in the reflection on the on the windows in the tube and i think god i look miserable or tired or hung over and, yeah. and i think you know but if someone said hello to me i would be like hello you know in- instantly would would be happy to talk to someone and i think that that is something that this process of talking to people uh helped me overcome my fear because you you see that the you know the mask of the miserable commuter is actually you know they're just generally very nice people who are just having a bit of a glum face yeah you build it up in your mind don't you that like you know anyone that you any stranger that you speak to is going to feel attacked and like you're about to assault them but actually yeah. if you do take the time to speak to people most people are actually just going to be like oh hey and actually going to probably going to be a positive interaction yeah and and you know just talking to someone is is a, a very simple exchange whereas you know if if you know in your mind that you're there because you want to photograph them that that does add a level of you know oh i'm taking something from them yeah. but i mean it's nothing it's really nothing and and you know un- unless you have a really horrible obtrusive way of shooting where you you know jam a f- flash up someone's nose and then that's going to get you in in trouble but if if you if you just have a small camera, like a discrete camera that's black uh, with a, a little lens on it and a strap that doesn't have the words Canon written on it in bright red because that triggers people. If you just have a plain strap, a plain camera, very quiet, and you're just shooting in a respectful manner, you know, that will will, will put you leagues ahead already in terms of not upsetting people. And, and furthermore, uh, just having a smile and just not acting guilt not reacting in a guilty way uh i've always maintained that that human beings are are we are animals aren't we right we're we're, we're just very smart animals and in in the same way that a a dog will will sense the the owner's anxiety or 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 energy and will reflect that people can pick up on things as well so if if you're giving off a very uh you know, frightened, tense feeling to a stranger <laughs> and you're holding a camera at them, uh, they're going to feel like you're a weirdo. Whereas if you're, if you're very relaxed and you just saunter up and just click and smile and pe- people just think, oh, this person's up to nothing in particular. Yeah, I suppose if you act sort of if you act sketchy after you've taken the photo, then it seems a bit more weird in a way. Whereas you're just if you just yeah. act like you have a you're just doing what you do, then I guess it uh, absolutely feels and a little bit more legit to them. Totally, and like being willing to interact with people is uh, a big thing. I know some people who just won't interact, and and I've always thought that you know the the more you understand people, and the more you understand. But, you know how people think and and different cultures and you know have, have a broader experience of different kinds of people um the the better and more sensitive you can become as a as a photographer so you know if you're not engaging with people then i think it's a huge limitation or, or if you're not willing to and and i don't mean with a camera or not i mean you know some people go traveling and they they get a tour guide and they just do that and they don't talk to anyone and they take pictures and that's not really the way of uh, 
I, I found of of getting immersed in a place. You know, the like for example, when I went to Cuba, I spent time in the fanciest hotel in in Havana. I spent some time with a family living in the old part of town. I spent some time, you know, in kind of trying to get a broad spectrum of a place and being willing to not necessarily slumming it, but just interacting with, with real life. And that is uh, something that takes a little bit of, of courage to do, I suppose. Yeah. Especially if you don't speak a language, but that's a different topic, I suppose. Yeah. Going back to, I guess the, the only flip side of the idea of like, confidently taking someone's photo on the street is that it's then very obvious that you're taking a photo and i I know you sometimes like shoot from the hip or shoot from the chest rather yeah just because kind of also it leaves you open to having kind of two bites of the apple because you might be able to get in another shot uh so i guess that's the weird balance isn't it like if you do go down the route of like being very obvious about it then you've that's kind of maybe your one shot whereas if you do it a bit more clandestine it might seem sneaky but you might get a more real shot yeah exactly um i i think you know is street photography or is candid photography really candid if they're aware of it Mm. um to be honest i don't care Uh, all, all i care about is is it is it a good picture or not and i don't care if if you know, if it's a portrait or if it's a, you know, this or that. I, I've, you know, I, I used to be very much like, oh, it's got to be this and it can't be this and it's got to be. This. And after all, it just gets a bit boring. You just think, God. All right. But if, you if you're not talking about one being right and one being wrong, which of you, which do you find more successful? Which approach? Just in terms of like creating stuff that you like? Uh, I don't know. I, I, th- I think it's it's very dependent on the scenario and, and, and the scene. Like, like, sorry to not give a better answer but it like some weeks i will be obsessed with my 90 mil lens and i'll be looking for for shots where i have to be like five meters away mm. and that's a whole different a whole different vibe to if you're shooting with a 24 or 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 wider yeah you know, where, where you've got you've got to be there in front of them and then that requires a different set of skills and a different set of ways of interacting and, and ways of shooting so I don't know. It, it just depends on on the scene and depends on what what kind of stuff I want to produce and also how bolshy I'm feeling. <laughs> yeah, it it, it it all just depends on 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 lots of factors. But I will say this: um, hip shooting it may look like random. Uh, I don't know if if people listening have tried it, uh, but it's not right. Ra- you know, if you practice it enough and and you use one lens and you learn how to let's say a 35 millimeter lens if you shoot from the hip like from the chest at a certain distance like two meters and you consistently practice that only at two meters only with the 35 mil you start to understand without having to look through the viewfinder or look at a screen what what kind of frame you're going to be produced with now if you do that for six months i I promise you'll you'll get very good at it and um then you know, you can start making judgments like how the frame will look if it's three meters or if it's one meter, because you have a reference in your head. And anyway, that's how I learned, and um, I I still practice it every day, and it's pretty much my most important technique, I, I think, because it allows you to to if you can shoot with a very quiet camera from the hip, you leave the scene undisturbed. And someone described it as a, as being a boat that leaves no, uh, no wake. 
Mm. So you can go through a scene and just leave it as it was, and you've captured the thing, the essence of of what it was that interested you when you first, when you first noticed the you know the subject, because you know it it, it's, it seems a shame to um, if you've got let's say a, a lady sitting at a bus stop and the lights on her perfectly and she's looking very. I don't know, she's pondering and looking off into the distance and, and you think, oh, that's a nice kind of quiet moment. I, I want to try and shoot that and capture that feeling. And then you bustle in and you jam a camera in their face up, you know, hold it to your face, uh, that their expression's going to change and you're going to have lost that entire thing that you wanted to capture. And, you know, the, the act of pulling a camera to your eye is, is, the, is the universal message for... I'm taking your photo now. And then it, it does make people react. Even if you're doing a portrait, even if even if they're comfortable, it takes a real professional model to be themselves when a camera is right in their face. You know, because everyone has it. You know, when, when a camera's put in my face, you know, for a portrait, you know, to as, as a even a selfie, I, I, I just go, <laughs> you, you react a bit different and you know and you're aware of yourself and you're, you're conscious of things like, how does my hair look or how does my, how, you know, have I got stuff in my face? I don't know. It just, it just makes you think. Yeah. So it's, uh, it's not very natural. Yeah, no, I don't think hip shooting is random at all. It's a very, like a refined technique. It makes me think of a bit like how, you know, a tennis player, uh, they have a racket in their hand that is, you know, extraneous to their body, but they're trying to hit the ball with as much kind of care and attention and feel as if they were doing it with, one of their hands with a part of their limbs. And when you're, mm. when you've got a camera hanging around your neck or hanging in your hand, you're trying to transmit your eye down into, <laughs> into that item, into that object yeah, yeah. and just, and just and as, as if you were inside it. And that obviously takes the same practice in the same way that a sports player would, you know, wield their weapon of choice. Absolutely. And, and, you know, I, I imagine golf players, for example, they, you know, at the beginning you have to think about your swing and you have to think about your, your, your knee position and all that stuff. And, and obviously they don't think about that anymore when they're pro they're thinking mm. about where does the ball, where's the ball going to land? And that's all yeah. that they think about. And everything else happens on auto. You know, it's like, a, you know, their sense of the wind, their sense of, this or that is just a kind of instinctive thing at that stage and and that and that is how i see camera technique is getting to the point where you know you can focus you can set your app your aperture your shutter speed you know you, you your exposure compensation your the angle of the image the perspective of the image you can do that on autopilot um you know you, you decide what you want to do and then you just make it happen and then you divert the, the better you get with technique, the the more milliseconds you can give in that in that moment where it's important to take the shot. You can give to watching your subject and not thinking about something stupid like what shutter speed am I on? Yeah, and, and that's and 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 that was at the beginning, and and on top of having the fear of it as well. I remember when I first started street shooting, I was worried. I wasn't sure about whether the shot was in focus i wasn't sure about whether it was level or not level depending on how i wanted to present it i wasn't sure about whether it was going to be blurry or not and all of these things have to be mastered if if you are to have the kind of clarity of thought to to actually capture something that is is precise and uh so that so that's why i think people who say that they don't know stuff about their camera or they don't know technique or you know that and, and they just feel it it's like you're not feeling jack shit you're you're 
you're just leaving a lot up to chance and that isn't for me that isn't what being a photographer is about mm. so do you are there still situations where you still f feel the kind of not nervous or scared but feel that weirdness of shooting strangers or are you just like the terminator by this point and unfazed um well <laughs> uh yeah i'm a t1000 now no it, it's to be honest the 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 times when I, I i always apply the same technique but the the times where i i still feel nervous is if i've if i go to a country i, I really don't know uh and just gauging the feel of the street in that sense because people notice you taking pictures even no matter how discreet you are people still notice um and some people like in london uh, people are so polite and so english about things that they even if you know you shoot someone right in front of them they will say sorry they'll go oh i'm so sorry i got the you know and mm -hmm. whereas in new york people will give you a hard time like i've i had one guy it was really weird he i was on sixth avenue or something going down the street with the sun behind you know behind the subjects as i like it and i shot this guy from the hip and it was like a totally legit like clean shot like i didn't look at him i didn't give myself away and he was like you just take my fucking photo <laughs> and i went yeah i did and he went show me it <laughs> and then i showed him the picture and he was like you're crazy, man. <laughs> but he was like, he was like, you got some balls, kid, kind of thing. I was like, Don't you think that's, um, that, yeah, that's in this age where <laughs> everyone's way more kind of concerned about their appearance and also the fact that it's going online, I guess, that people wait, ask that question way more than they probably used to the whole, like, let me have a look at it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah, <laughs> it, was, it threw me off. He just wanted to have a look. And then, and then, but I, I, I had him for about 20 seconds. I explained about street photography. I said I was from London, which, by the way, gives you a pass in America almost anywhere. Um, you know, I, I I just said I'm a street photographer, which means I, I'm capturing people uh, in this city and I, I try and pick the interesting ones. And, and that usually makes people feel a little bit flattered. Um, and then the other... The other thing, which I, I used to, I used to carry these, but I don't anymore, and and the, I call them street photography body armor, is is a business card, because if you if you have a business card that has your email on it and the fact that you and it says photographer, uh, that can swap out the word, you know, like if someone's thinking what a pervert or or mm. what a weirdo, um, and you hand them something with a photographer, uh, then they think oh that's legit. And, and the skill is, if, you know, very rarely, like, I mean, I'm talking like I can count it on one hand a, a year, and, and I take lots of photos a year, uh, that someone will, will, will get in my face. And and it, and you can actually convert it into a win. So some people sometimes go, what the hell are you doing? You, you just take my picture. And then, and then you can, you can say, yeah, 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 but I'm, I'm, you know, I'm a photographer and I'm doing this special and they go crazy. And they go, ah, and you go, okay, here's a business card. Have a look at my Instagram. Uh, I'm very happy to send you the picture or I'm very happy to delete the picture. I didn't mean to upset you. It's the last thing I meant to do. Uh, I just think you're, you know, you look great and you interesting character and you suited the scene and, I swear to you, if you do it nicely and if you're not giving off, if you're not radiating guilt, then people, people just, you know, they, they start to become aware of the fact that they're overreacting to what is just a very small thing. You know, someone took a picture. Okay. 
God, I wish you were still using those business cards. I would love to sw- switch them out for replacement ones that just say Alan Scheller, pervert and sex pest. So, <laughs> and, and like, don't worry. Don't worry. <laughs> just confirming your suspicion. <laughs> that, yeah. That, that question of, uh, let me, let me have a look at it usually works out well for you, doesn't it? Because then also they're, they're suspicious, but then they have a look at the shot and they're like, Oh, okay. You can, you can see that it's like something aiming to be like artful rather than be, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, like a crime photo, hate. like trying to capture them, like you're the feds or something. So it usually works in your favor. I know. I know. Well, most of the time I'm doing some sort of silhouette or shadow thing. And so, and so they're like, I'm like, you're, you're, you're that kind of rim of light there. Uh, in the big black bit in the middle mm-hmm. and they go and then most of them think poor guy he doesn't know what he's doing because uh, <laughs> most people like you know just a straight up linkedin headshot you know that's me <laughs> whereas my pictures don't often look like that um but i suppose we want to talk about a little bit about uh life on a film set as well uh because as we've just dis- discussed you know shoot on the street is pretty much uh, you're trying to preserve something natural, uh, whereas on a film set you're trying to generate something natural. Yeah, uh, which is a whole a whole different a whole different area of psyche. And like, I, I imagine that that that's the uh, the one of the biggest obstacles to overcome is that uh, people being too self aware on set, perhaps. I guess it ties in with portrait photography a bit, doesn't it? Which is something we've spoken to both Manfred Bauman and Vincent Peters about quite well yes. about about working with people um and i think just as they would say that you know they never go straight into shooting someone literally walk into the studio and bang 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 they always will have a chat to them first generally and get them to open up a bit i think it's a similar thing um working with actors where you're going to do this very intimate thing with them even if it's no you know it even a scene that doesn't involve any nudity or anything like that it's still in some sense involves them putting themselves on the line and kind of opening up and being quite raw. So it's quite a strange thing to do with another human being. Um, so you need to break down that barrier of them being a stranger, which I guess is different from street photography where sometimes it helps to keep that barrier up. And I think a lot of directors would also say that like people have this perception, I think in casting, you know, of like uh, you, you have this, this little, room in a studio lot in LA and there is there's the the bench with three casting directors sitting there and you know applicant number 345 walks in does their sort of 30 second take in the in the style that they think of the of the character's line um and then walks back out whereas actually probably just going for lunch or a drink with someone and getting to know a little bit about who they are where they're coming from why they like the project what the kind of the the material means to them Mm. um that is often way more useful than having them actually try and act Act. the character because you can't come with a fully formed thing anyway so it's it's better to sort of get a feel for someone and also just because you're going to be working with that person really closely so you need the 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 personal connection and, and the personal chemistry is just as important as their as their skills as an actor i'd say mm. i'd hate to audition for things because you'd always get someone like denzel washington who just come in and completely dominate everything <laughs> yeah <laughs> i probably that that older kind of version of things where it is more regimented like that it probably doesn't really lend itself very well to people who are trying to do subtlety like could you imagine ryan gosling if he wasn't famous like walking into one of those and just doing his very kind of like deadpan delivery. There'd be, some people would get it and some of them would be like, 
Wow, that guy. Who's this guy? Is he high? He didn't even try. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but he's excellent. Uh, yeah. yeah and then, yeah, because they'd be competing with the Al Pacinos who are like, everything is like this. God damn it. <laughs> yeah. Then, yeah. It's, it's kind of, well, it's the same with a lot of things in life. Often the loud things get seen first and are assumed to be the best, but they're not. Yeah. Um, One thing is sort of semi-related and I won't go into too much detail on, but um, is obviously we, we're now in this era where everyone's kind of nervous and, and, and on edge and somewhat suspicious of each other, I think so in a way they haven't been before. And there's a, there's an extent to which filming scenes that do involve intimacy and or nudity uh, are more difficult because there's, there's this extra layer of like, let's make sure everything's okay. And obviously that's coming from like a, a, a good place and a place to keep everyone safe, but it can ultimately, if it's not done in the right way, it can just create unnecessary pressure and worry and awkwardness yeah Yeah. whereas if you just said like look we're all fucking grown-ups here we're all just trying to make art let's just you know uh, make sure everyone feels comfortable and safe but like get on with it that's going to be way better than kind of making it you you can end up ramping up the artificiality of it by by trying to be too sort of i don't know careful in a weird way um Mm. and i guess that's comes comes back to a little bit to street photography doesn't it and i guess there must be an element to that these days where people are more they have their guard up maybe a little bit more than they, they ever have. And I was thinking there's a yeah. thing we were talking about with, with Joel Merowitz um, a little bit where, you know, and if you look at the kind of chronology of people's reaction, I guess, to street photography to begin with, when people were first doing street photography, they must've been like, well, why the hell are you photographing me? Cause up until this point, you know, photography was only used for sort of documentation or it was like, you know, sweeping landscapes. Uh, and then I guess there was probably a very tricky period in, the nineties, particularly where, you know, before putting photos on the internet, which is now fucking a huge part of all of our lives, which is so random, isn't it? Um, where mm. that wasn't a thing. So I think there was that it was the age of that, those films like one hour photo, you know, where everyone assumed that if you were taking their photo, you were you were Alja <laughs> Sex Best and Pervert. It was gonna then go to the, <laughs> the, the <laughs> Stop referring to me as that. I will not have this. I guarantee you someone someone's gonna come up in the comment section somewhere. <laughs> yeah, but they would they would uh yeah, think think that that was that was the only reason because like there was nowhere to showcase your work potentially, you know, except if you were really going for some like, exhibitions. What are you doing? Yeah, it's like what that what the hell could this possibly be for? And then like, uh, whereas I guess now everyone knows it's, it's that. Not, well, now now it's gone the other way because yeah. now it's like the whole concept of you know global image rights as well. You know the fact that that if your photo is taken for a brand, it can now be shown anywhere. You know in around the world and I, I i don't know that you know in a way someone with a big instagram following could you know publish like a stranger's face and it'd be more widely seen than a kind of you know big fashion shoot back in the 60s so Just do you, anyone do you think that the fact that now that people most people really realize when when someone takes and i would think this and anyone would think this when you see someone take your photo regardless of what kind of quality camera they're using you initially mm. think they're going to put me on instagram uh, you'd you just initially that's like a given now do you think that's a good thing or a bad thing in terms of their like do they feel annoyed by that or do you think they feel i guess it depends on the person some of them are probably quite excited yeah. by that and some probably feel like well, oh, i don't want to be on fucking instagram <laughs> i mean the thing that makes me feel like 
guilt-free is that I, I would never publish a photo that makes someone look bad, you know, or, or someone making fun of someone or anything like that. So, you know, I'm only ever trying to shoot and, and present people and life in a way that is realistic, but also, you know, has some sort of sense of realism, but also not also the opposite. So presented in a very different way, aesthetically, but I don't know. I, I, I can't vouch for other people. So, some people take i still see street photographs of you know that that someone will post a picture of like a homeless person face down and 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 you just think why the hell did you take that like who's that for you know or or pictures of you know someone who's overweight eating an ice cream in a mcdonald's you know it's just like yeah you know that's that that's not very kind that's that's not a very nice way and it's like you know what are you trying to say that there are homeless people you know we know that Either either shoot a project about the homeless, or 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 just leave them alone. You know, to stop making their lives worse by by shoving your camera in their face. Uh, I I just you know, if you're not doing something other than putting up pictures of them for likes on Instagram, then then you got to have a serious look at yourself. <laughs> Think what the hell am I doing here? Mm. Um, but I don't know. I, I'd be a huge hypocrite if I if I said uh, you know that I felt upset if someone photographed me on the street. It actually happened recently. Some guy did a street shot. I knew he was holding a Fuji X100, which is a very typical street camera that you see, and he shot me. And he was trying to do the thing where he wasn't looking, and I just went, "You're doing street photography." And he freaked out. He he didn't. He just ran off. And I was like, I know, but I think he, I think he came across to him like I was, I was being like, I know what you did. I know what you did. But really, I just wanted to be like, oh my god, you just did some street photography. Let's chat about street. But by that time, he'd already ran away. It's like you accused him of treason, um, and he just like scarped off. And- <laughs> yeah, he looked absolutely mortified. I actually saw a guy copying one of my shots, the one under the Millennium Bridge, uh, two days ago. I was out with a mutual friend of Chris and I's, and we were going for a walk, and I just stood next to him and and, and looked up at the shot that he was doing, and then he looked at me and he went, ah! <laughs> and I had my cameras on, I was doing it. I don't know if he... Uh, well, it was too much of a coincidence. He was definitely copying the shot, but... Yeah. That must have been a bit weird. Well, I guess so. Maybe to sort of to to finish up, if there are any people who are listening, or maybe the person that asked the question that are still thinking about that stuff and still trying to get their confidence up, because obviously, I think photography often can can kind of attract introverted people. There are obviously some incredibly gregarious photographers out there, but do you think it's a skill that anyone can kind of get used to and get over that that like hump of feeling weird about it? I I think some people do so you know the as we all know there are there are uh, sociopaths in society and you know so, so some people are just less they empathize less and they don't care as much mm-hmm. which is not the angle I went through to get better at it because I cared almost too much about offending people which I think is a typical uh, reaction so I I think yes that there are some people who are more inclined to being all right with it uh, but to be honest. I just think that some people try and force themselves to 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 enjoy it and and to be good at it, and not you know it's 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 just not going to be for everyone, and you know I love watching tennis, let's say, but I'm not I'm never going to be like a pro tennis player, and, and that doesn't matter, uh, and. I think it's about trying something. And if you just feel super uncomfortable and you feel like you're just dreading it almost, then then just 
try something else. There, there are other styles that are, uh, that are, you know, maybe better for you. And I, for for me, it was it was it was worth the effort. And I saw it as a great personal challenge. And it's like a solo player game. You don't need you don't need other people in order to to start producing, which is extremely useful. But I don't know if 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 you're not willing, if you're not the kind of person who wants to you know get to if the idea of talking to a stranger on a tube makes you think i you know there's nothing less you know i'd I'd rather die than do that then then maybe it's not for you Mm, and there are so many different kinds of photography as well that you know maybe there's something else other is bad for you yes um but also i would say that you know for for anyone who is determined to to get into street and to improve or or um you know and who's been put off by a negative experience that they've had um like an interaction it's it's generally never about them it's not their fault it's always down to the photographer so it's always about just thinking how did that happen how can i improve uh or or how can i ensure that that didn't happen and often the the one that i see time and time again is people taking too many photos so they'll take they're unsure if they've got the shot and it all stems through to other things like not really knowing what you're shooting when you know when you're starting and then feeling like you you see something and you want you desperately want to make sure you've got it and then you've taken seven photos of some guy and he's noticed you on shot three and he's seen four five sixes and then he gets annoyed so you know that there there are certain rules and and just you know certain bits of etiquette that yeah. I think we, we you have to keep in your mind when you're doing it to ensure that you know that you don't get in trouble and 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 most of it is just very much common sense um but it is a complicated thing like you know that there, there are so many elements you know you, you're thinking about the light and about the shot and about the moment about the shutter speed and about the aperture and about the ethics and about you know you know it's it's it, it can feel like um overwhelming at, and but but now it you know it, it feels almost like comparatively to how it used to be, how the street felt at the beginning for now now it feels almost like slow motion yeah uh, and really nice and i can take my time and pick something and and it's nice i guess it's so worth it, it yeah it, i guess just uh, going right back to where we started about just talking to people as well it's probably worth mentioning that like it, it's having a camera on you isn't just about mitigating the negatives. Actually, it can be a positive thing. And I know that um, you having a, a camera on you can make you more, much more kind of approachable and people more willing to just have a chat because there's that, yeah. there's that thing to get a conversation started that there isn't. Yeah, if yeah, but, but also it could be a barrier and, and you can use it as a blocker between someone as well, which, which can be useful. Yeah. <laughs> 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 which sounds terrible <laughs> but, but it's true um you considered so, a gun that would just <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah it's I, I certainly have like that 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 thing i did of talking to 10 strangers a day swear to you it's one of the best things i've 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 done because you i just met I, I remember there was this one guy uh, who who moved here from Jamaica? He said, and he moved to London 25 years ago, and he was quite an old old guy. And we, we were on a, a train at Stratford Station, and I sat down next to him, and I just said hello. And he looked at me like and he didn't say anything. And then I said, "How's your day going?" And he said to me, "Do you know what? 
you're the first person in 25 years who's spoken to me on the, on the underground. And I said, well, that's not right, is it? I said, I said, <laughs> you know, that that's just how people are. And, and he said, yeah. And we talked until Tottenham Court Road. And um, yeah, just very nice thing. And then at the end, I said, do you mind if I take a, a portrait of you? And he said, he said, sure. I took a picture and um, that was a very nice experience. That is so lovely. Oh, I'm not going to have to institute yeah. this 10 person a day rule. It's nice. It, it's a really, it's a really nice thing. And like sometimes people, people would look at you like, you know, go away and, and that's okay. That's all yeah. right. You know, don't push it. But, you know, but if you just say good, good morning, someone says good morning. <laughs> you know, they they generally look really surprised and almost like happy about it. God, humans are so fucking weird. What's wrong with this? Oh, I don't know. I know we're so convoluted. It's just, just, just try and complicate things as much as possible, don't we? We really do. Yeah. <laughs> well, on that All note, right, well, yeah. Thanks for listening, guys. Yes, thank you. And yes, again, Take if you out. have any more suggestions, please let us know on on our Instagram at candela podcast i'm not gonna spell it this time i think i like to think people probably know the spelling by now yeah i hope so all right <laughs> take care folks all right bye